0: Okay, let's get started with Parshas Emor, Tavshin Ayin he. And we start off with a thought about Yom Kippur. As we know, one of the three major places in the Torah where the Yom are discussed are right here in Parshas Emor. We have Parshas Re'eh. Another time, we have Parshas Pinchas, each of them with a different emphasis. This one is an emphasis regarding the, uh, the each about the, the, the cycle of events and the Isra Malacha. So we start off with a story, a story of Rav Menachem Mendel Mikasov, Pnine HaTorah, a rebbe from a couple hundred years ago. Misupra Rav Nachum Mendel Mikasov, Shaya Yachol b'Machla Kasha. He was very sick. V'nesar alav latsum Yom Kippur, and the Pnine HaTorah quotes the story that the doctor said he was not allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. Can't eat. Can't fast. and his talmidim were nervous. That he, the Rebbe, the Rebbe, his doctors told him, you have to eat on Yom Kippur. But the Rebbe's gonna eat on Yom Kippur. He's for sure gonna try to fast. He's gonna for sure. He's, uh, he's, uh, eating on Yom Kippur. They turned to his machutin and said, you have to make sure. You have to make sure, convince him that he has to eat on Yom Kippur. That's what the doctor said. Who could, who could believe what I've heard. We are commanded with an isr kares. You're not allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. There's an isr. There's a mitzvah tainus. But you know what? The same HaKadosh Baruch who also commanded that if you're sick, you have to eat. if you're sick, you have to eat. Zochrani, Eizchala Avi Rebbe He says, "I remember when my Rebbe, I, my Rebbe, the earlier Belzer Rebbe, Chashashnu Penyasariv Leachol. He we were nervous. Achu B'sid Kaso. His dares Achari Kolnidre Levakish Ochel. But when he had to eat, the doctors told him right after Kolnidre, he went to find food and say, 'Here in Muchan Mizuman, Lekayim Mitzvah's Bari, ViOchal B'Simcha Yaseir Shlo Reinu Kamosa Rakbeishal That was his mitzvah." His mitzvah was to eat. And Yisrael Kedoshim Haim. There are many times there are Jews that are told to eat in Yom Kippur and oi But says the Belzarebi, says the Chazonish in the following story if that's our mitzvah, if that's what the halacha says, then that's the mitzvah that we have to perform. Bisimcha. Oh same story. of There was an elderly person who came and the doctors ossered him from fasting and it caused him much tsar. Who says you're not fasting? You're you're even greater. It's gonna be like two fasts. Two fasts. kavu. We know the Gemara tells us. Shah Ochel she, Whoever eats on Erev Yom Kippur, the only weekday of the year that there's a mitzvah to eat. Whoever eats on Yom Kippur, on Erav Yom Kippur, keilu is anish It's as if they fasted too. It's keilu. You fasted on the ninth and the tenth. The Gemara says. So you're actually eating on the tenth keilu. Says the Chazanish. This is your mitzvah. Achar Hosif is here and at the end he says, "Ein Anu We are simple soldiers in the army of God that fulfill His commands to us. What's the message for us? We can't choose what emotionally we find, oh, this is what we connect to. We have to do what the Tzivu Yav HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in every situation of our life. And, if somebody is sick, and they have to eat on Yom Kippur. Then it's not al Litzlan, but they do the mitzvah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells them to do. Yisrael may many times, you can ask doctors here before Yom Kippur, they have to convince, convince their patients. But the Chazanish tells us, we have to follow, not try to figure out what I think the mitzvah should be. But the mitzvah is to eat. That's why. You think about it strange, but that's why. If you bench on Yom Kippur, you have to say, Yalav Yavo. Yom HaKippur, it's in some of the benches. Like, what? Because that's the mitzvah in those exceptional situations. But that's the mitzvah. Okay, that gets us started. We are Chayalim Shutim, in the army of God, and we have to try, to try to figure out what he wants from us in every situation. So now let's talk in general about the Parsha of Emar. Probably more than any other Parsha, even though last week was Parsha's Kedoshim, but Emor, if we can encapsulate the entire Parsha in one word, and we've mentioned this in past years, Kedusha. Kedusha is the word of Parsha's Emor. Kedusha is the word. If you look in source number two, three different psukim in this week's Parsha. Three different psukim. I'm sorry, not three different psukim. Uh, the third one, the two of the psukim are in our Parsha, and the other one at the beginning of last week, Kedosha. But either way, we'll see the content. K'dusha mi yelelekam. Velo y'halushe mi lokiyam k'es ishiya sham vo el Talking about the koanim. V'kidusha k'esrayam Talking about the anshi kodesh, the koanim who do the Avodel, of course following on the heels of last week's parsha. Sazer vasharwise. Source number 2. V'kidushos rabos, nishkadshu yisrael zulama We have different levels of k'dusha in our lives. Shahariina Kadusha Madrega Misuyemes El sheifa Masmedes. Kedusha is not a position, but it is a direction. Kadusha is what we strive for, not where we are at. Kadosh, 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 hashem Tzvakos, only Hashem is in a we can't even say it, but whatever it means, in a state of kadosh, in a, in a state that's that's fixed, inherent. We have to be anshe Kedodesh. Kedoshim Yehu. Kedoshim Tiyu. Kedusha is a journey. Kedusha is a ladder. Lomakom Eladerech. Not a place, but a road. Reina Kazaba Arachayim Akadash. You go to the Arachayim, Uba Emes. Matsinu Bakalchelke, Habria Shishbaem, Kedusha, Gavoa, Meal Gavoa. In many different areas of life, we have different hierarchies of Kedusha. Says Rav Weiss, two points. Part one, step one, he gets into a little bit of Kabbalah now, but he relates it into a way that we could understand it. Says, Rav Asherah is quoting the Sefer HaYetzirah, which we assume, most assume, was written by Avram Avinu, passed down all the way. is a very, very short work. It's, it can be on two sides of a page. But in most Sefer HaYetzirah, it's like one word on every page because we have no idea what it means in this commentary on commentary. But there it talks about the pusik by Harsinai, Vaharsinai, Ashan, Kulo, Ashan. And many Kabbalistic works discuss this concept of olam, shana, and nefesh. What do those words mean? Olam, the world, Shana, the year, Nefesh, the soul. What does that mean? Those are three different parts of something. Elahim, Shloshes, Anfei, Abriakula, those three words encapsulate the entire existence. What does that mean for us? How can we bring it down? Olam is the physical universe. The world, Olam, The world. Heaven and earth, but that's all Olam. Right? It's all physical. There's a universe, the solar system, the galaxies, everything that is created, all the items in the world. That's Olam. Shana, year, what does that reflect? That's time. Shana is one example of time, but Shana is time. Vinefesh, That's man. So there's the world around us, everything in the world around us, then there's us, the Gavra, and then there's what we are in, and that is time. We act in time, but each of these, the world, and time, and man, are three areas, and each of them have a hierarchy of Kedusha within each one of those. There's a hierarchy of Kedusha within the world, within time, and within man. And we understand this, the whole world, right? You could have the whole universe, the solar system. You could be on Mars, but you know what? The place that's a half an hour from where we're sitting has more Kedusha than any place in the entire universe. Medina Sayam, she ba Kedusha klau. Right? The, chutzvah arets. There's no kadusha. It exists. There's no kadusha. Lamalami mena eretz kachenu. Then, more, eretz Israel. Lamalami mena Then, harabayis, hazara, heichal. Moving, moving, moving. Vakadusha Hel yona, kodesh, kodesh Hakadashim. Ultimately, the kodesh kadoshim, that's in terms of olam. Olam has a hierarchy. And we could physically be in different places. Shana. What about... And where was that? He doesn't mention it. Where was that discussed? That was the end of last week's Parsha. And, and Achreimos and Kedoshim. It's all about Eretz Yisrael cannot tolerate Tumah. And they Saki HaMakom. That's Achreimos, Kedoshim. Now we come to... Emor, Emor emphasizes that length. The other two, Shana, l'malamehem, You have the weekdays. The weekdays is like Chutzla aretz. Then you get the Cholam It's Chol, but it's moed. right? The, many Mefarshim say on the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos that talks about Hamavaze Hamoados. right? Those who disgrace the Moados. What does that mean? People who don't keep Yantif? No. People Hamavaz Cholam Oeid. If we treat Chol like a more Chol than Moed. That's Mavazah HaMoedot. We don't appreciate the secrets of Chol So Yemos HaChol, Chol-a-Moed, yantif Amoed, Yontif, Shabbos, Yom Kippur. Shabbos and Yom Kippur you can flip in different directions. Kodesh Kadashim. So in terms of time, in terms of Shana, that's what our Parsha is about. Parsha HaMoedim. The gam b'nefesh but you also have it regarding man. Umos HaOlam, Yisrael, Kedusha reflects, is reflected by mitzvos. The more mitzvot one has, the more Kedusha that's reflected. Umos HaOlam, they have a certain number of mitzvot. So they have selam Elohim, but in terms of Kedusha, that's different. Am Yisrael, more mitzvot, higher Kedusha, Sheva Levi, right? They have mitzvot related to guarding the Mishkan, Kalim mishpachas Gado all the way in terms of nefesh hierarchy of kedusha. says the Menhasasher in all areas of the world in time and of man there are levels of kedusha. That's how Hashem created the world. It's the source Kedusha that emanates out. It's the Harabai Zyushalayim, the evan everything emanates out from that spot. Right, it's Yom Kippur Shabbos, Shabbos, everything emanates from Shabbos. We mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Parshish Kisisa, I think it was, where we mentioned, we spoke about Shabbos, how the Archayim HaKadosh also quotes this in Parshish bracious that the week, the following week, only exists because there was a Shabbos preceding it. Once you have a Shabbos, then the mail, there can be another six days. If there was no Shabbos, there wouldn't be an existence afterwards. That's the motor. That's the power of creation. <laughs> it's a place where heaven and earth touch, etc. So that's hierarchies of Kedusha in the three different areas Olam Shana and Nefesh. But then we have the question, the second part is, so what is Kedusha? We've mentioned it a little bit just now, but my Kedusha turning the page of my Pirusha. What does it mean for us? Okay, so I'm not a Kohen. So what does that mean for us? What's my Tachlis? But I have more Kedusha than others. Right? What does Kedusha mean? Or Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim, Har Ein Musab Kedusha, line 4, Elo Yichud Vezimun. Kedusha means designation. Kedusha means purpose. Kedusha means a tachlis. It means I have something to accomplish. And the more kadosh I have, the more I could accomplish. And the more potential I am given. Eretz Yisrael, as compared to the rest of the world, has more potential in it for Kedusha. The Yomtif, Shabbos, has more potential for kedusha, for more potential for fulfilling and getting close to God, getting close to Hashem Vekus than weekdays. It's easier. It's in the bria. Shave ein You find it in the Gemara. at kohanim line seven miyuchad They have a higher purpose. Kohanim, literally kohanim, they get to serve in the base of Migdash. But we have to remember we are all Kohanim. That's what you heard at Har Sinai. Kohanim. Every Jew was commanded to be designated for avoda. Not only the base Mikdash. Kula. But in the whole world. We'll get back to this. Hang in there, by the For the last thought for tonight it will be a take home refresher related to this, but we'll keep it in mind. Ha'am Beautiful line. The nation is commanded to be Makadesh the chol. The koanim are commanded to be Makadesh the kodesh, but we all are commanded to be makadesh. V'kulam ke'echad, koanim And even the koanim, he adds, aren't acting by themselves. We know the Gemara tells us. Line 13. shluche didan. The Kohanim are acting on our behalf. When we bring the carbon tamid, the mitzvah bringing the carbon tamid, who has the mitzvah to bring the carbon tamid every day? The Kohanim? No. We have a mitzvah to bring the carbon tamid. The Kohanim are our hands. The Kohanim fulfill it for us, on our behalf. But it's us. They're not acting for themselves. Sheikh of the Rambam, line 15. We are commanded. We have the purpose. And therefore, we have to recognize the different levels of Kedusha that we have in our lives and that we can fulfill and we can use our potential. Olam, Shana, and Nefesh. We can always use the Nefesh. We have to make sure we use the Shana the proper times, and uh, take advantage, and use the makom, use the olam as well. Okay, so moving right along to the, to the second half. We're not going to talk tonight about the uh, various halachas of the Kohanim and the Ba'alei mumin. We're going to focus on the Chagim. We're going to have one thought each on Pesach, Shavuos, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. One thought each, and that will take us through the, uh, the next couple of minutes. So, first we'll talk about Pesach. Now about Pesach may be one of the more famous questions that is dealt with, that we have dealt with before, about the language that the Torah uses regarding Pesach. It's not really regarding Pesach, but it's a word that's supposed to mean Pesach. And that is, when the Torah describes, right, we know we go in order. First Pesach is mentioned, and then. I should say first Shabbos is mentioned, and then Pesach is mentioned, and then. Svirasa Omer is mentioned. Usfartem lachem mimacharas shabas miyom aviachem isomer tinufa. You should start counting. Svartem lachem. As we know, whenever the Torah uses a plural washon, ironically, the plural lashon means it's incumbent upon everybody. Usfartem lachem, svira kol echad Each and every one of you. Svirasa Omer is a chovas sayachin. While by Yovel it says, vsefartel lacha singular, where you might have had singular, it means bezdin on behalf of everyone. So the, the singular understood by Chazal, is the, is what's uh, not incumbent upon each, and the plural is, Akol Echad So we start counting, on the second day of Pesach, from the day after we bring the carbon to Omer, from the new barley that has grown, since last Pesach, seven complete weeks you shall have, until you get to the, after the weeks, the source, you count weeks, you count days, both of the psukim. The problem is in the first Pasik. Start counting from the day after Shabbos. Probably the most famous argument between the sukkim and the Prushim is this Pasik. According to the tztukim, this year, Shalom al-Yisrael, this year there's no Machlokas between the sukkim and the Prushim. Why? Because the sukkim say that Shavuos is always the Sunday seven weeks you have to Pesach. So this year works out, because we also say it's the Sunday, seven weeks after Pesach. Because is on a Sunday this year, but it, doesn't, it just so happens that it worked out that way. It doesn't always work out that way. That stukim say literally, Shabbos means Shabbos. So start counting seven weeks from the Sun, from the Shabbos that's right after, once Pesach starts. So that's what they say. But we, of course, don't hold that way. We say our understanding in the Torah Shabbat, which was also given to Moshe Rabbeinu, right along Torah Shabbat was that this word Shabbos means the first day of Pesach, whenever it falls out. So, if Pesach would fall out on a different day, if Pesach would fall out on a Sunday, right, if Pesach would fall out on a Sunday, when you have Arab Pesach, it would fall out on a Sunday, so we would start counting after Sunday, Sunday night would be, and then Shavuos would be the Monday, right, not like this year. So that's the most famous machlok. It's the question that's dealt with by many is, so why does the Torah use such a misleading word? Not even an ambiguous word. A misleading word. There's obviously a purpose for it. Many times there's something unclear in the Torah. Why is that left unclear? Why is that left ambiguous? Here, it seems to be wrong. It's purposely misleading. There has to be an answer why Dab here Mimachar is used. So one thought that we've mentioned before and one thought that's new. We mentioned this thought six years ago, so I thought I could bring it again, from the Meshachachma. The Meshachachma in source number four gives one answer to this question. Why is it that Pesach is called Shabbos here? It says the Meshachachma well there was something different about this Shabbos, the first Shabbos, and, and here. Let's see what he says. Das, verse number four. There are some mitzvos that connect Jews to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, directly. Well, we might call it Ben Lamakom. The Yesh mitzvos HaMakashur in Yisrael Zela And there are other mitzvos that connect us to each other. Kigon, Tzitziz, Tfil, and Mezuzah. Hey, mitzvahs are makashrin. You saw Hashem, he's barach. Since these three mezuzah connects me to Hashem. chasadim, v'tshumos u'maisros, heyma makashrin zelazem. But shuma, maaser, chesed that connects us directly to each other. And says the meshachachma, maybe <coughs> if you understand it deeply, that's the difference also between Shabbos and Yom Everything connects us to Hashem ultimately, but some more directly to Hashem, like the tzitzes and the tefillin and the mezuzah, and some connect us to Hashem through being brothers and sisters with our fellow Jews. If we're one big happy family, then we're connected to the parents. We're connected to Avinu Shabbat So we're all connected to Hashem. The question is direct or indirect through our neighbors. So says the Meshachach, it's the same between Shabbos and Yotif. Why? What's the major two differences, as we know, between Shabbos and Yantif? The two major halachas between Shabbos and Yantif? Cooking, preparing food, and Erev. Whether you need an Erev. What do both of those represent? Shabbos. You can't cook. You can't prepare food. What if guests are coming? Doesn't matter. You can't prepare. You can't go visit. You can't go out. You can't share. You can't. It's more of an inside, stay home day. Connect Tashem. Yontif, everybody's around, up and about, preparing more food for each other, guests are coming, throw something else on the fire. Yontif is connecting us to each other, while Shabbos is connecting us to Hashem. Let's read his words. Shabbos, Shabbos, hello, the Pasik says, al yeitze ish mim komo, ve'hotza asura, O oleches ochon nefesh asura, you can't carry out, and you can't do meleches ochon nefesh, the Yimkain, Al what does that mean call ish every man every family is by themselves he's at home they're at home and they're involved in torah shehema mikusharim amiti they are all imagine says the mesachachmah hashem's in the middle kaviyachol of a circle all jews are on the diameter of that circle and they are all connected to the midpoint, with lines going from each of them, connected to Hashem. That's Shabbos. We're connected to Hashem directly. We're all doing parallel things, so we make up the circle of Am Yisrael. But that's connection to Hashem. Asher kol Yisrael nifradim. We are separate, unique lines. Hamagiyim l'merkaz That all reach the, the unified center, who Hashem is barach. So what connects us together on Shabbos? The fact that we're all doing the same thing. And we're all connected to Hashem. So we're all on the diameter of the divine circle. Like by the Medrash that Rashi quotes in Parshish Vayigash. How many Jews will doubt to Mitzrayim? Shivim, nefesh. Not nefashos. Nefesh. Because we're all connected. Avoyantif, whom in amitzvos but Yantif is not that way. Yantif connects us to each other. Right? It's most noticeable. We don't notice it now because most of our communities have Erevim. But in a community without an Erev, there's a major visible difference between Shabbos and Yantif. Major difference. Lachain, Molech Nefesh And also, Hashem allows preparation of food. Vim yavo ele A thousand guests come. Yoch cook for them. That's fine. Vikulam, and not only that. Yontif is all about alila regal. Also, we're all connected. We're all yushalayim. Vikulam chayavim Alos the regal. Right. I saw that one of the mafarshim. the Irving Buneim uh, Pirkei Yavos. He points out that in the first parak Pirkei Yavos. Right. The pasuk says Your house should be open to all. Who says that? Rabbi Yochanan Ish Yushalayim. Because in Yerushalayim they really got to know about Achnas Azarchem. We think now, by Alil Regal, everybody's going to have tons of people. So Yontif it's, is all about connecting to each other. We're connected to each other and Amela to Hakadosh Baruch. Fine. So what do we say so far? We have mitzvahs that connect us to each other, mitzvahs that connect us to Hashem. We have Shabbos, which connects us to the latter type, connecting us directly to God, to Hashem, and Yatah to each other. Says the Meshachachma, what about the first Pesach? What about that first Chag? What was that like? The Pesach by Shabbos, what did it say? In Al Como. Where did we have a similar pasik? Later on in the Torah, or earlier in the Torah. Not to, that was in Bishalah. Early Komo, the night of Pesach. The third night of Pesach, we weren't allowed to leave our houses. 23. That first Pesach, we weren't in Amyet. yet. We weren't connected to each other. Such a similar pasik. The first Pesach had a bechina of Shabbos. And there's even there's even some echoes of that for the future generations. Okay, the first Pesach we couldn't leave our house, but even now, right? Once you're part of a of a chabura. For Karben Pesach, you can't switch. It's the only yantif. You can't leave in the middle of your meal and go somewhere else. Sukkis, you don't have to sit in your own sukkah. We don't pass in like your Beliezer and Mesech sukkah that you have to sit in your own sukkah. No, you go visit. Karben Pesach, you can't leave. You're in a chabura, you're in a group, you got to be designated beforehand, you got to go to your group. And that's it, stay there. Volacheyn, haPesach Shabbat BaHorah And that's why it's only limnuyav. It's limited. Says the Meshachachmah. So maybe that's why. usfartem lachem mimachores ha Because the first Pesach for sure, but even Pesach in general, has a bachina, has an element of Shabbos. It has an element of connecting us directly to Hashem, not through each other. Yes, we have the idea of kaldich ven yesi but you have to have the current Pesach. Lachem kassu u'sfartan lachem mimachores ha Pesach. Shehu bahoraso kimo Shavos then Shvuis will be connected to each other uh, with, through each other. So that's the Meshachachma. Meshachachma in telling us why Mimachores HaShabbos is as it says. That was what we did a number of years ago, but now we have a new thought from Abyakov Yaakov Kamenetsky in source number five. Another reason why Mimachores is such a confusing Lashon is used. Line number four. I've already written at length. I didn't give it to you. Feel free to look it up. And then Lyakov and Parsha's Bo. Here he just summarizes what he wrote there. It says Rabbi Yaakov. She be Mitzrayim Kodem Before Maimed Harsinai, Before we received the Torah, things were a little different in determining the halachic day. We know now that the day follows the night. The Hawachic day starts at night and then goes to the following day by Erev, by He Voker. That's what we hold now. That's not what it was before Maibadar Sinai, says Reb Yaakov Kamenetsky. Before Maibadar Sinai, and he proves it there in Parshas bow, the night followed the previous day. And thus, says Reb Yaakov, when they ate the carbon pesach in Mitzrayim that first year, what was the date that they ate it on? What was the date? They shechted it on the 14th. That's clear. Shechted it on the 14th of Nisan. They ate it that night. What's the date of that night? At that time, the date was the 14th. They ate it on the 14th of Nisan. Now, post Maimon Sinai, what's the date? 15th. That's pretty confusing. Says Rabbi Yaakov, how could the Torah give a command to start counting the day after Pesach, the day after the and Pesach, but then it was a different halachic day. Pesach, 6, Haya Hayom Kodem baser Pesach, Haya Adayin Yudala Nisan. It was the 14th of Nisan. Only after the Torah was given, do we now say the laila goes after the following day. And therefore, That's why. There's a difference between before and after. Vahaynu. Why? We know the day is called Pesach for the day that you eat it. In the Torah we know Pesach, the day Pesach is Ere Pesach, when you shuck the carbon. The next day, the next seven days are called Chagamatzos. But if we would call the day Pesach, Mimachras HaPesach, let's say. If the Torah would have said Mimachras HaPesach, we would say that the day after you eat the carbon Pesach. But what day is that? It's confusing. Is it the day after the Pesach the first one, or the day after the Pesach the second one? before Matan Torah, before Matan Torah, the day after Pesach would be the fifteenth of Nisan. That would be the day after Pesach because it was eaten on the fourteenth of Pesach, the first night. The Ilulach matan Torah, but after the Torah was given, it's eaten the first day of Pesach, which is the 15th. Mimachar becomes the 16th of Nisan. And then he quotes the Raya that you know, Pesach would mean the day that you eat it. But if that's true, then it would be very confusing to write. Start counting. You know what the Torah says? Count it. What does Shabbos mean? We know, we're talking about Pesach here, so it can't mean really Shabbos. What does Shabbos also mean? Shvisa, Isra Malacha. The Torah is saying, start counting Omer the day after the first Isra Malacha in the holiday of Pesach, which means the first day of Pesach. Forget the night when you ate it, when you didn't eat it, the 14th. The next day is for sure the 15th. That's why the Torah wanted to make it clear when to start counting. Lafiza nira, demitam ze, dika ha lichto, mimacher da shabbis. Vilokasav mimacher Why? The kiva did his bar delushin, pesach she betorah koya lachilos pesach. The Gambiarno, as we saw before, tezvav tesayin It would have been confusing. So it writes, mimacher es ha shabboson shal pesach, shehuvadai betezvav. Barach Hashem is not confusing anymore. It's only confusing if you don't realize why it was written that way. But also Rabbi Yaakov explains it, so now he explained why the Torah did what it did. So we have the Chachma, Rav Meir Simcha, and we have Rabbi Yaakov. So that's the thought about Pesach. Moving right along, we have a thought about Sviras HaOmer slash Lewis A thought that we mentioned in other contexts, but we're going to have a Husafah. And that's a thought from Rav Salvechik. Rabbi Ganak quotes it here in his Sefer, in Source number six in the Birchaz It's a question that the Rishonim already asked. The Balamar, on the last page of Meseches P'sachim, wonders why we don't recite a bracha of Shechianu on Tzvir HaTzomer. After all, every other mitzvah that we do throughout the year that doesn't come up so often, we make a bracha before we do it. We make a Shekhiyanu when we blow shofar. We make a Shekhiyanu when we shake a lulav. When we sit in the sukkah. Think about it. Every mitzvah. We make a Shekhiyanu when we read the Megillah. All right? So, where's the Shekhiyanu? By Sirius Omer. What? because you don't, you're not holding something, you're not doing, you're counting. Okay, so you're counting. You still say a Right? When you like the uh, Havakas neighbors of a Yantif. Right? You always say Shekhiyanu. So where's the Shechianu, the Rishonim father Says the Bala Maor, at the end of Sachim. You know why you don't say a Shechianu? Shechianu always reflects Simcha. Happiness. Unadulterated Simcha. Simcha Zyantif. When we count Svirah Saomer, Omer, nowadays, we're not so happy. We're not so fully happy. right? Why? Right after we count Svira? Do we have a tefillah that we don't have by any other mitzvah? After we shake lulav, we don't dominate for the base of Migdash. No, we don't. After we do any mitzvah, we don't dominate for the base of Migdash. After we say Svirus Omer, Harachalan Uyavzur Lan, Abodes, Migdash, Lemkoma, Behemhervi Yameinu, Ameit Selah. The only other time we have such an idea is at the end of Shwan Asrite. Here is some of Adachan. Sheebana Besa Migdash, of Yameinu. It's the same, he doesn't quote that. But it's the same exact idea. Why? Because right after we do something, that's a kielu. That's a, oh, I wish there was something else I could have done also. So that's when you dive in for the base of Migdash. Lulav is Lulav. Right? And okay, it was seven days to rise to the base of Migdash, and now it's only Durabana. But Lulav is Lulav, a chauffeur is chauffer. Svirasa Omer. Iker chaser min we might say. You're counting from the Omer, we don't have an Omer. Where's the carbon? Says the Balamor. We're upset. We're sad. Harakman ani yachol on avodes based on mikdash. There's no shechivyanu. Says he quote, He paraphrases the Balamor. Sfiras omer v'zman azeh enu ela drabanan v'zecher laagmas nafshenu lechor ban based And therefore, it is very sad. According to the Balamor, mehira yibanu based on will count. Sfiras omer. Bisman Mashiach, and you know what? We're going to say a once Yonu Omer. According to the Baal Amar, because we're not going to be sad anymore, we'll have the Beisam Rav Rasulveitch gave another idea. And you might say this to explain the Rambam. Because after all, the Rambam, unlike other Rishonim, hold that Svirsa Omer is Da'oraisa, even Bismarck It is linked, but it is also independent from the Karban Ha'omer. So according to the Rabbam, if it's daraisa today, that means it's exactly what we did then. So where's the shechianu? we Well, back to the question. Says Rev. Salvechik in his own unique way, shechianu is anti-definitional to the mitzvah of sviros haomer. It doesn't make sense to have a shechianu for sviros haomer. Why? In his beautiful answer, Sfiras to Omer by definition is you're counting towards something. You're not there yet. We're excited. We're looking ahead. We're looking forward. We can't wait. And he quotes the language of the Sefer achinach that many quote. This time of year, you always count to something that you're excited about. Line 14: Ki mipnei kihi Karin shel Yisrael. This is the day, the ichor. What we're all about, Torah. Nigalu, And this is the reason we were redeemed. To learn, to accept the Torah. So the most exciting day that should be the most exciting event on our, on our calendar, we should count towards. We count, we're excited about about and Torah. The only thing we count towards the whole year, Ma'am and Ar-Sinai. Okay, he asks, why do you count up? You should count down. Doesn't that show excitement? Okay, not for now. Technical question. But says, Rev. salvation, Svir HaSomer is about realizing that we're not there yet. We're counting towards something. What does the brach of Shechianu mean? Baruch Hashem, we made it. Shechianu Thank you, Hashem, for letting me be here. But we're not there. Svir by definition, you're not there yet. And therefore, Shechianu is inappropriate to say on Svir HaSomer. And that's why, according to this svara, we're not going to say ishech even bezman Migdash. against the balamor. And maybe this is the shita Arambam. if it's daraisa bezman azeh. But then there's a hosafa to that that Rabbi Ganak adds on the top source number seven. I don't think Rabbi Salvatich said this. He says Rabenu. Based on this thought, based on this thought, we could also answer. Why is it that at every life cycle event, that is a happy life cycle event, we say a shechianu, but not by a wedding? The minog machlokas are we showing him about bris but the minog in Eretz Yisrael says he has bris shechianu by a mila. Pijonav you say a shechianu. A wedding, you don't say a shechianu. Right? That's the three. Right? Two out of three. Okay, so in the it's 0-23, we don't. But the, the, it's Chodin, in and At least some re- no Rishon re- no says to say Shechiyonah by a wedding. Why? So explains Rabbi Ganak. same thing about Sefir Omer. You're not there yet. A wedding is a Zriah. It's a planting. It's a start. It's a foundation. How can you say Shechiyonah if they're just getting married now? You say on your seventieth anniversary, on your fiftieth anniversary. You say You Say now. You just this is this is the beginning. Well, when you buy the uh, when you pour the the uh, the cement for their foundation, you'll say Yisachyahu there. You say when the building's built already, when you can look at it and be proud. This is a great back pocket sheva Brachas, right here. Right? Hayachas ben Ishla Ishto Yamech Yosef Yosef B'Simcha O'Sher B'Bonav Shal Beis V'Yish HaTorah B'Bonav Moskid B'Torah V'Mitzvah The Brachas that we give. B'nyana De'ad Like Kedusha we said before. It goes. It's not stationary. So that's why Shech Yanu is not appropriate. Okay. So we have a thought on Pesach we have a thought on Shavuos. now we're up to Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, a very sharp thought from Hadrash v'ha'iyun, Rabbi Ayah Levine, Rabbi Ayah Lewin, right, Aaron, Levine, from about a hundred plus years ago. He quotes the Gemara, we know, the Pesach says, <laughs> the tenth day of Tishrei, the tenth day of the seventh month, there are no names to the months in the Torah. Right? It's just numbers. The names are all Persian, as the Ramban points out, and Parsha's bow. Right, The 10th fir- of the 7th month, Yom Kippurim. And it is a day of Kapara. Yom HaKippurim There is a very radical sheeta of Rebbe in Meseches Yuma about Yom Kippur. Very radical shita. But the godless of what the Hadrashul Ha'Ian does right now is he takes two different Gemaras and puts them together. Puts them together. Let's, thinking about it now, let's start with the second Gemara. Not the one about Yom Kippur. The second Gemara, if we look at line 11. There's a Gemara in Ksuv Kuf Gimel. The Gemara tells us, "Hahu hu Yoma on the day that Rebi, reviewed Yudha Hanasi, the redactor of the Mishnah, the day that Rebbe died, Nafka Baskal of Amra, a went out from Shemayim and said, "Called the Havi by Mizuman Haba." Whoever was at Rebbe's death was at his Lavaya Olam Haba, one way ticket to Olam Haba. Wow! Whoever happened to be there, so the simple shot is automatic. You might say it means whoever was there was so inspired by the by the Rebbe's life and event that they. It was a Moscow that they knew they were going to have a life of Olam Abba. Okay, but, but the Gemara says it's like automatic. One-way ticket. Olam Abba comes to the Levaya. So, what does that mean? How is that possible? Why was it fair? Right? Just because somebody was at Rebbe's Levaya. Right? Why does it, and why Dafka Rebbe? That's one Gemara. There's another Gemara. The Yom Kippur Gemara. Yuma Daf Pivav. The Gemara in the Mishnah in Yuma da says that Yom Kippur is only machaper along with chuva. If somebody does not do Tshuva, then Yom Kippur is not machaper. Says the Mishnah, Yom Kippur machaper The Gemara there says, wine 3 Zeloka karevi. Rabbi argues, Rabbi says kol aveirshit Torah, bein chuva bein lo Yom Kippur Yom Kippur is mechaper for almost everything, even without Shuva. The unbelievable power of Yom Kippur. Chutz, with certain extreme exceptions. Meporesh. Oh, somebody who doesn't throws off the yoke of God. Megal upon the Torah. Somebody who misinterprets Torah on purpose. May for bris bebasa. Somebody who tries to cover up their bris mila. Okay, some extreme examples. But other than that, Yom Kippur is machaper even without tshuva. With one other exception, let's just say this for now, and then we'll get back to it. The Gemara and tells us, "Modeh Rabbi bekaris Yomed. The Gemara says, one second, The Gemara says, "If I eat on Yom Kippur, I'm chayiv karis. But if Yom Kippur is machaper for every aviver, even without tshuva, so when will I ever be chayiv karis for Yom Kippur if it always is machaper?" So the Gemara says, "Okay, you're right." If you violate Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur is not Machaper. Right? Even Rebbe will agree to that. What's called Kares de Yome. Rebbe will agree everything else, even without Shuva. Is it a perfect Kapara? Probably not a perfect Kapara without Shuvah. But you get something. You get something except for Kares de Yome. Says that let's put these two Gemara's together. One Gemara says that Rebbe holds Yom Kippur is Machaper even without Shuvah. The other Gemara says that when Rabbi died, everybody got a ticket to Olam Haba. The Gemara tells us, just like Yom Kippur is mechaper, so too Misa Sadikim are mechaper. So it's only fitting, says the Hadrashev Ha'Iyun, that on the day that Rebbe Yehuda Hanassi died, the day that Rabbi died, that the Misa of that Sadik is mechaper, we should pass him like Rebbe. And in the Bezdin Shel Mala, they pass it like Rebbe, that today, Afivu below Tshuva. Even without Tshuva, it could be Machaper. And therefore, everybody who was at the Leviah got to go to Olam Haba. The Yom HaKippur, line 17, Yom Kippur Machaper, bein L'shovin, bein L'sheinam Shavim, Gam Misa Tzadikim, unbelievable. L'chaferaz Afilu Al'sheinam Shavim. Velachain, peti Petirasol Shel Rebbe, Hine L'chvodoh, for his Kavid, and the Baskol went out. But there's one other Hosef. Look at the next line of the Gemara Subis. The next line of the Gemara, which we didn't quote yet. Line 24. There was a launderer. There was somebody who did laundry for the town. He went to visit Rebbe every single day. He was a very strong pupil. That day, he got busy. That one day, he went. He didn't go to visit Rebbe, and he heard he missed the bus call. He missed being at the Levaya. What a day to miss! So Kiva Dasha shamahachi what did he do? He, he couldn't. He couldn't live. He was just so distraught. La Igra, He went up to a roof. He jumped off a roof. He he couldn't. He couldn't deal with it. Yos a baskol and another Bosco goes out of Shemayam and says, "Afa Oh he got in also. That guy also got into olam ha, but that launderer who jumped off. The Havan, and the question is, why do we have to know this? Who cares about that launderer, that one guy? First of all, why did he get in? And what do we have to know that he got in for? And why wouldn't if he got in? Says the Drshvaha Iyun, the Yesh Lohav in line 26. Why do we have to know that? So explains the Drashva Ha'iyun. This guy jumped off the roof. If you jump off the roof, how can you go to Olam Haba? It's Ma'abed Atzmol ladas Rachman al-Hitzlan. But if somebody commits suicide, Ma'abed Atzmol Adas, He loses. He doesn't go get a, that one-way ticket. Avon no Ramahod. If we know for sure, again, right, we're not getting your Achmanelot's line into Lamisa cases where we can assume somebody was sick. But in theory, right, he jumped off. asa And because he did this hate because of Rebbe, so maybe this could be like kares liyomei. It like, just like if you have a sin related to Yom Kippur, even Rebbe says, it's not Mechaper. If you have a sin related to the event, this guy did it because of the event of the patira of Rebbe, maybe it should be an exclusion. Just like the karis was an exclusion. V'sal Kedai line 32. Shekimo bekaris diyoma Gam Lashitas Rebbe in Yom Kippur Mechaper. So too for this Kovace. Kamashv on the Baskol says, no, 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 he's also going to Olam Hapa. Why? Because he's not doing an Avera here. L'shem Avera. This is Al tshuva. This is I can't believe I was with Rabbi every single day of my life. When does Rabbi have an exclusion? Kares Leome But here he's doing it out of Chuva. Top of the next page. Avel L'shavim. If somebody does chuva, even kares Leome even a sin that's related, goes to Olam Haba, and therefore, that's where the Bosco goes out. So... One of the great Darshanim puts these two Gemaras together. The day that Rebbe... You can't read that Gemara in again the same way that we read it beforehand. The day that Rebbe Dada already gets home. Why? Because Rebbe holds. Even Enam Shavim. Even Enam Shavim. Yom Kippur, Yom, Kippur Yom Kippur Okay. So we did Pesach, Shavuos, Yom Kippur. And now one final thought on Sukkis. And then we'll end it with a thought on the Torah. Says the Torah, as we know, about Teshu, shivaz Yamim. We know that Sukkos, not in our parsha, but Sukkos is the holiday that has the most Simcha related to it. It says, more by Sukkos than it does by the other Chagim. And also we have Simchas Beis HaShoeva by Sukkos. The Rambam at the end of Hilchus Lulav waxes poetic about the Simcha of Yontif of Sukkos. And ask, again, this is a famous thought, but we'll see it again, through the eyes of a number of the acronym and the Otsos HaTorah, why is Sukkot so happy? Yes, we're simcha we gather in everything, but what do we do on Sukkot? We're not so comfortable, right? Well, maybe spiritually we're comfortable, but we're we're outside, right? We're outside. It's kind of like I mean we shouldn't feel this, but like on Simchas Torah when we come back in, a lot of times Rahmat, we go like ah, right? We we're, we're like in comfort again. We should be upset. We shouldn't be upset. It's like the first Chazonish. This is what Hashem wants me to do now. I should be happy there. I should be happy there. But, but as also the Torah, but why does Hashem do this? He demands from us Simcha. It's Yizman Simcha Senu, we call it. And yet it's the time that we leave our Diras Keva, we go out to our Diras Arai, and we don't feel like, as relaxed. And the answer that many give, and that's what we're seeing here too, on line five is, no, that's the point. The point is, Hashem wants us to gain true simcha. And true simcha doesn't come from gashmias. The more gashmias a person has, Perkiabo says, the more worry they have, not the more simcha they have. Mar Khasim, nechasim, it doesn't say mar simcha. It says mar be nechasim, da'aga. Less nechasim, Dirasarai. that brings to Osher with an aleph. <speaking in the language> only when we realize that what's in front of us is not the goal, but it's just the means. If we realize that life is a pruzdar, that there's something else, when we look around and we see so much saras in life, people going through difficult situations, so many different types of difficult situations, it can't be that this is the end. And when we have Emunah, we realize this is all a goal. And every day of our life, Hashem gives us nisyonos, and we realize we could connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And there's a whole spiritual world. Well, we realize that life is a pruzdar, and that's what we get when we go to the DRSRI. and we're just with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And we're out of our natural surroundings, that's when we could feel it. That's when we could feel it. And turning over the page. And if somebody's never experienced it, it cannot be explained. It's hard to put into words when somebody goes over to somebody who's so double to Hashem, somebody who lives life on, a, on such a plane. We go over to our Rebbeim and we see them as living in, in, in Shema, they're on earth, but their heads are in Shemaim and they're so besimcha and they're such a shalvas HaNefesh and we try to ex- put it into words. You can't put it into words. What it's like. Rebbe Eliel Lopian, he gives a mashal, line seven. Mashal, unless you have somebody who never drank wine, never drank wine, he wants to know what does wine taste like? So somebody comes over to him and says, you ever taste vinegar? You ever taste something a little putrid? I'm like, hey, yeah. You ever have candy? Yeah, I've had candy. So he's, okay, when you put those together, you put a little of this and a little of that together, that's wine. You got it now. You understand? It's crazy. Nobody, you can't understand that. That, 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 that can't explain it. Unless you experience it. You can't put it into words. You can't explain the sweetness of a Torah life. You can't explain the sweetness of being an Eved Hashem. Of living a life of realizing that this world is Arai. We're living in a Arai Like the Chavetz we're only passing through. If we have that, that's the only way. People have Simcha. If you look around society, in any year... The people who have the most money aren't the ones that are, that are most happy. Ashrecha ashrecha If we have the attitude of D-R-S-R-I, and that's what Sukkos, that's what sukkis is meant to teach us. So Pesach we spoke about, Melchoros HaShabbos, Shavuos, Shechyanu, Svirasa Omer, Inner Contradiction, Yom Kippur, even without Shuvah, according to Rebbe, Sukkis is Diras Esarai, and that's after, of course, Rav Asher Weiss is Olam, Shana, and Nefesh. And we end off tonight with a thought on the Haftorah. Thought on the Haftorah. Rav Shamsim Hirsch Hirsch has a separate Sefer on Haftorahs, where he discusses every Haftorah. So we should look at it more, but at least we're doing it tonight. So the Haftorah for Ashkenazim, on Parsha's Emor, is from Sefer Yechezkel. Sefer Yechezkel, if we look... Obviously, it's connected to the parsha. It's about Kohanim. Kohanim describes, and we're going to read one pasuk. The Kohanim are told when they go out of the Beis Hamikdash. Shitu is big, they should take off their begadim, take off the big day kahuna before you leave the Beis Hamikdash. Leave them in the lishka. Leave them before you go out. Put on other clothing. Here's the phrase. Last phrase of the Pasuk. Why do you have to be so makbit to take off your clothing? Take off the special big kahuna before you leave? What does that mean? Do not sanctify the am with your begadim. Says of Hirsch. What does that mean? Source twelve. It is clear that this cannot mean that they have to discard their priestly garments before leaving to prevent them from becoming tume. Right, then it would say velo Yitamu, the opposite. Yitamu is big damn, but doesn't say that. It says velo y kachu. But says Hirsch, it could also can't mean literal. Don't don't let your them sanctify. Well, why not? Sanctity is usually a good thing. Right, you want to spread sanctity. You want to spread kedusha. And also, like, what are you worried about? Only tumah is passed by touching. Right, kedusha, kedusha is, not, kedusha is something more ruchani. So, what does this passing mean? Don't go out with your begadim. V'lo Right, uh, as as ha'am. You see, he quotes it in the in the bold print at the beginning. V'leikados am Dayam, says reverse unbelievable. You know what this means? Koanim, you have a job. Right, you were in the base of Mignosh. That's not where your job ends. You have to go out and inspire. Don't think you can inspire with just your fancy clothes on. That's not how you're meant to. Don't go out with your clothes. Don't be to ta'am with your clothes. That's not how you are supposed to inspire. You're supposed to inspire with words. You're supposed to inspire by role modeling, by being an example the the how you look, that's not that's that can't be the inspiration. You have to look like a bentorah, fine. But lo yakachua's big dayhem Don't do that. Hence, he says, the stress is on the word dayhem towards the bottom, line thirty-two. The importance of the priests, however, go farther. It exhaustive it is exhaustively condensed in two words in our parsha: the Hayukodesh. They themselves are supposed to be a sanctuary, wherever they are outside the temple, not by their clerical appearance, but by their whole personality, by their whole life, in conduct and in deed, by the pure, noble, model way in which they live, right? Kintiff, line 41. For the pomp of ornate pontifical garb, garb, there is no place in the realm of the divine Torah. Remember, I first wrote this in German. This is a translation of one of the later chief rabbis of the... Uh, of the German community. But rather, the hypocritical, haughty assumption of superior holiness, worn on the surface, receives the sharpest condemnation. If you think what you wear is that's where inspiration starts and ends, then you got it totally wrong, says Reverse. We have to dress appropriately, but our inspiration goes well beyond. With our words, with our deeds, don't be makadish to am be big day No, no, you can leave those here with all the other tools that Hakadosh Baruch Hu has given you and has and has blessed you with. Okay, we'll stop here. So next week we get to Bahar one more week, one more week when we are still one week ahead from Achinu b'nei Yisrael and Chutz and then the following week B'chukosai they catch up with a double parsha, and then we'll uh be back on trap with uh with true Achdus across the land. Okay, we'll stop here.